everyone. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Mindful Marriage Podcast. My name is Brock, and I am the lead care and support pastor at Hope Fellowship, if I could talk today. And I'm joined by Tara Wiedemeyer, licensed professional counselor, therapist extraordinaire. How are you doing today, Tara? I'm doing wonderfully, Brock. How are you doing today? <laughs> that sounds, I have one of, my, one of my favorite words. I love the word pedantic. Oh. Treating someone like a child, and that felt a little pedantic. I don't know. Did it? That feel was pedantic? not my intention. I apologize. Okay. No, I'm trying to be cheery. Just yeah. trying to <laughs> right. And it's also fun to, to share with others that you know the word pedantic. It's kind of cool. So it's kind of gross that you did that. So. Thank you. All right. So, our season, we're talking about gaining the perspective of the other person. Because uh, I think in marriage, a lot of times we want to get our perspective out, but one of the healing ways that we can really live in a good relationship is to hear what other people have to say. Because when people feel heard, they feel valued. When they feel valued, things go a lot better. Would you agree with that statement? I definitely agree. And can okay. I can I introduce what we're going to talk about? Yes, go ahead, please. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the, like the head of the household, the spiritual leader um, from the male and female perspective. And um, the reason that we wanted to do this is I think it's one of those it can tr it can trip a lot of people up um, in marriage and I think a lot of females also want to know you know the ins and outs of this and you know what if what if we have a single mom is she, can she be the spiritual head of her house and that kind of stuff and so it's just one of those topics that we want to kind of unpack we don't have all the answers by any means and we might even wrestle with this like out loud for you guys but um, I think it's an important thing because it's, if I'm being totally honest and transparent, it's not my favorite um, parameter or um, I guess we could say uh, rule or way of the way things go in the Bible for sure, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't think you even have to be a feminist to, to feel that way. Like I think for a man, it can be, it can feel like a lot of pressure. And I think, you know, oftentimes women feel less than or inferior um, because of what the Bible says around this. But so we want to kind of bring some clarity and just, I don't know, maybe a new perspective to what that looks like and what that means. Yeah, because I hear people all the time that ask about, you know, what does it talk about in the Bible? It says the man should be head of the household. And you also uh, get people um, talking to me a lot. So I wish my husband would be the spiritual leader of our home. Or conversely, men saying, I have, feel all this pressure, like you said, about being the spiritual leader of my home, and I don't know how to do that. So we wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit today and, and at least start the conversation. We may not have all the answers, but we wanted to start the conversation. So from, from perspective, and so usually when Tara and I talk, there's a little bit of a different perspective, but I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, we kind of have a similar view on all this, and so we'll talk about that today. But so Tara, can we start off, like, if I were to say to you, um, what does it look like to be the spiritual head of a home? What, what kind of things or thoughts go through your brain as I, as I mentioned that to you? Um, man, a lot of things, but I think, you know, and I'll, if we're going to throw words around, um, the word I really like for this conversation, and I know that you um, have said you agree on this point, but like, I, I really believe that in like an egalitarian um, poem. And so what I mean by that is very much 
things are fair and equal and kind of look at it as like an equal opportunity employer, if you will. Um, but, you know, there's not, all parts are equal. All roles are equal. Everybody matters just as much as the next person. They just might have different duties or um, maybe even expectations, but definitely a different like job to do and things to bring to the table. Um, so so, so when I you, think- When you were saying that though, I, I didn't hear a word after when you said duties, I got lost on duties. Oh, I didn't hear a word after that. So, I, so, so just, just so, and I'm sure I'm envisioning people listening, like they heard duties and they were done too. They heard nothing. I doubt that, but right, possibly. Anyway. So I did you, internally giggle, but I moved on quickly. So. so when you say egalitarian, it's that they're, they're, both people are equal in responsibility and kind of their roles. And, and Yeah, and like there's not an inferior party and a superior party. You know, like if, if Daniel's called to be the head of the home, you know, then that is a, well, we'll get into this, but like, that's a great responsibility. And I think that comes with a lot of duties, if you will. But, you know, I think what we've always kind of said in our family is like, if he's the head, I'm the heart, you know, and that doesn't mean because I'm emotional and a female, but I mean, that's just, I think God very much knew and understands you know, how we're wired because he created us. And so, you know, if, if I'm doing a lot of the, the soul, like comforting and um, supporting of whether it be him or the kids or, you know, whatever, like that is, you have to be wired a certain way to, in order to do that, you know? And so I am naturally more empathetic and compassionate in a lot of things in Daniel. And that's not a dig at him. That's just we're wired very differently, you know? He's more level-headed than I am and more, you know, um, sometimes logical, you know? And, but I just think like, that's where that kind of, to me, that's where some of that comes from. So anyways, definitely egalitarian, mutual submission and respect. Um, and that is, I know that that gets people all the time and we can get into that scripture later. Um, but I think, as a leader, that those are very big shoes to fill. And I think if we're going to use Jesus as our model or our measuring stick, like we try to do in every episode, then we're looking at servant leadership and the attitude of someone's heart rather than like, he's the boss and I'm his inferior, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. And I think that's as I, cause I've kind of grown up in the church and it always felt like, Hey, the man needs to be the head of the household. Therefore, he needs to kind of rule with an iron fist and say, this is the way things are going to be done. Everybody else kind of serve me as I go out and win some bread, as they might say, uh, so I can come home and do my duties. Um, and so, I'm sorry. Um, and so, but there's this view, and the, that was kind of passed down to me. Mm -hmm. And so I landed as an egalitarian in marriage, because if I really am going to read scripture, Jesus comes and he says, hey, all are created equal, male, female, Jew, Greek, everyone's created equal. And then he defines kind of in Matthew 20 verses 20 through 28 for me, that's really kind of the, one of the most important marriage scriptures because he says in that scripture, he says, the pagans, those that don't know me, they lord it over other people and kind of look down upon others and tell them what to do. But he says, hey, if you're going to be in my kingdom, it's the other way around where you're actually in a, in a subservient role looking up at others and saying, what can I do to serve you? 
And so if we're going to take that into the home, I have no problem if someone comes up to me and says, hey, I think the man should be the head of the household. That doesn't bother me if I understand the idea of Christian leadership uh, as the way Jesus taught it. So that means then the man is the biggest servant of the home. And so that doesn't bother me at all. And so this idea of kind of, I can't ever pronounce this word right, but patriarchalism, patriarchism, where the man is kind of the authority and kind of tells things to do. Like I can see that, but if you're going to define it through Christianity, that means he's the biggest servant. And so, so I think that's where I landed egalitarianism because of the, well, I think that's something, sorry to cut you off, but like, that's something that, you know, we've talked about, I think at length is when we talk about leadership, I don't care if we're talking about in the corporate world or the church, but you look at true healthy leadership. I think most people that are worth their salt would agree with this in that it's, it's, I can't, I have a hard time even saying leadership without saying the word servant with it. Like servant leadership is true leadership. And so if that's the case, then like you said, like if, if whoever's the leader, then they also need to be the biggest servant. Yeah. And I think that our society has gotten that very wrong. I think the church has gotten that very wrong. And, but I do see, I think there's a rumble happening. And I do, I mean, I've seen some really positive stuff lately in that area. And I think that men and women are, you know, having really cool conversations around this. And I think things are changing. My hope is that it continues to do so. Yeah. And so I I, I agree. I'm, we're, we're, equal egalitarian viewing on that. Can you say it that way? But if, so I get the question all the time. So I wish my husband would, would lead the home spiritually. And so you mentioned some things like mutual submission. And so are there any other things that you would say, okay, here's a way to lead your home spiritually. I don't even know if, did I phrase that right? Did that come across as a decent question or is that a horrible no. question? So. so to make sure I'm understanding you, you're saying like, if, if a wife comes to you, she's married, but she's saying she, her husband is not spiritually leading. Right. What can she do to either help him do so or in place of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or even like, uh, should she have those expectations of him even to be spiritually leading the home? And, and, but what, what, so from you, for, I guess from your perspective, like as I'm talking to the great Tara Wiedemeyer, what would you, if you were thinking about Daniel spiritual leading the home, like what things come to your mind as you think about that? Um, well, to answer your question about like, should she even expect that? I, I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I, I mean, my gut says no, because I think anytime we have expect, but I, that's also hard to get away from. But like, I think anytime we have expectations and they're not being met, that leaves things open for interpretation of all kinds of things, disappointment, you know, conflict, tension, all, you know. So if, if he weren't doing that, then I think, I mean, I think you can lovingly bring stuff to people's attention, but sometimes I think modeling stuff is a lot louder and more effective and productive than, some of those conversations, especially if they're not in maybe a place to hear it or see it. Yeah, I, I so, agree. I think a lot of women, when they say that question, they're kind of saying, I, would love, I want my husband to lead a Bible study. 
I want us to be getting everybody up and going to church and kind of participating in small groups and all this kind of stuff. And that is one aspect of leading the home spiritually. But like you said, modeling, uh, praying for someone, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, have to be, hey, he's leading a Bible study to this. Because I think if we're really in this egalitarian view, like roles kind of are a little bit like it's, it's up to your gifting and your strengths. And some people might be a little bit more academic in the sense of like, hey, we want to read the scriptures or whatever. And so it really, um, so there, there's an idea that really helped me that you talked about, like there's some box or something at some store. <laughs> so that really helped me that kind of really solidified that argument. So could you share that box? Some I, store hope I don't idea? step on anybody's toes and I'm sorry, but it's just, you know, we all have the things we like and don't like, but um, I like TJ Maxx. And so if you've been there lately um, or in the last maybe a couple of years, I don't know. Um, there is this, I guess, designer who makes these things named Ray Dunn, who, who there's, she puts words on everything and I don't like words on my stuff really. And so, um, but like, yeah, I was, I was telling Brock about this box and it just, it was like a, like a box for, I guess your desk or whatever. And it said box on it. And then the, next to it, there was one, it's like a mail sorter and it said mail. And I'm like, why? And some of the things are really cute if they didn't have words on them. And so I was like, why does it have to already be like predefined as to what it is? Cause now I can't put it, you know, in the kitchen and with like utensils or like whatever that, you know. And so I was just kind of going off about that one day, but yeah, I think that's kind of the same thing is like, you know, when these come off the I don't, I don't know, manufacturing line is the right term, but like, you know, they're already, predestined to land in certain spots because of the words that are on them you know like one box says stuff one says mail one says um you know keepsakes or whatever and so but what if i want to use it in the bathroom or i want to use it in the kitchen you know that kind of stuff and so i just think it's kind of a good analogy because we all do have a, like, different personalities and strengths and you know limitations in some ways for some people and I think we bring that to the table in a marriage. And I think that is very, you know, we want to try to, we have strengths for a, we, or a reason. I almost said a reason. We have strengths for a reason. But <laughs> we, I think it's good to tap into that and utilize those and be a team. Because where I'm not the strongest, Daniel may be gifted in that area. And so if, if he likes doing that, especially then, I want him to run with that. And that. Now that doesn't mean I don't get my hands dirty in that area or touch it at all. Or, you know, I don't maybe try to get better at whatever that thing is, but what if I don't like it and I don't want to get better? And he does like, so I just think, you know, a lot of this, it, it comes down to communication. It comes down to personality. It comes, I mean, there's so many things, but I just, yeah, I think. So if, I, if in your home, if you wanted a Bible study for you and, and, and the boys, and Daniel didn't want to lead a Bible study. In my opinion, then I take up the book and I do it. Yeah, you lead the Bible study. Absolutely. You know, and so like, and and realize that not everybody's gifted the same way. Like, you know, but like, for, it's a call to all of us to take up some spiritual leadership because there's this. Hey, I've got to take some role in spiritual leadership, but it may not be labeled in that box, like society says it's supposed to be. Like I'm supposed to be leading. You know, because even in our home, it's it's a little embarrassing to admit, but I'm not very handy with projects and fixing things. But Alicia loves to do that kind of stuff. Like she, it's a, it's an escape for her. Like 
if you go to Ikea and you buy a piece of furniture, that's the last thing I want to do. But she's like, Ooh, cool. I get a, uh, you know, so she does a lot of those project things. And at first that really bothered me because I felt like, well, those were man things. I'm supposed to be doing those things as a man, but then realize there's other things. And so we just kind of leaned into each other's gifting and lead into each other, how they're wired and that kind of developed roles that way. And so, but it doesn't abdicate my role to lead the home spiritually. I'm still called to be the servant, to pray, to maybe lead a Bible study, to push us to go to church. I still have that role, but like those traditional boxes are not necessarily ones that we have to follow because each couple might be a little different. Is that a decent way to kind of? Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah. I mean, a lot of, I think we've gotten it backwards a little bit in that, like, we do have these predefined gender roles. And that, I think, for a long time has equaled, like, um, like family roles too, you know? So, like, if teaching is primarily female, then if a man were to do it, then some people might see that as, I don't know, he's less than or not Superman. I, and I'm not saying that, I'm, you know, like I think we have these unspoken and sometimes even unknown ideas and expectations around who people are and what genders are supposed to do certain things. And I think that has, unfortunately bled over into this mm -hmm. and I don't think those are um the same thing at all now they may overlap in some areas but they're not the same thing and they are not uh, I can't think of the word but basically we don't want to they're not interchangeable yeah so yeah so really what we're you're asking us to do is to evaluate those boxes and maybe take the labels off because they might be better at something else but at the same time I think I'm then saying Hey, no matter what labels we take off, each of us still has to ask ourselves the question, what am I doing to grow my family, to grow us, to grow me spiritually? And, right. and then, and really, if you really want to stick with the idea that the man is the head of the household, I'm fine with that. It just means that you then are take on the biggest servant role. And traditionally, I think women have always done that. Uh, and so it just, I think when it comes to, to spirituality, it's like each person is called to like as we talk about all the time, draw that circle, stay in their lane, whatever language you want to use, and you develop your own spiritual life. And well, we all have you, a role and a responsibility to, to yeah. for one, the kingdom of God, but also to, to our families and to the church and to yeah. our community. And so if we're always just sitting back and waiting for other people to, to do something, then I think that's problematic in and of itself. You know, yeah. if I yeah. want something done, and Daniel's not willing to do it, then by golly, I'm going to, if, if I can, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? and so you're and taking, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. So you're taking your own spiritual responsibility into your own hands. And I, and I really do believe as you continue to work on yourself spiritually, it's going to bleed over into some leadership by the way you live your life, by the words that you use, by studying, by praying, by worshiping, whatever it would, would, would be. And so I think uh, for me, like when we talk about spiritually leading the home, is like, how can you become that leader, however God has wired you to be, and pursue that? It may not look the same as maybe a model that's been presented to us, and maybe even expectations that our spouse has of what it means to lead the home, because leadership might look very differently from, from home to home, but that's still something that we're all called to do, because Jesus has said, I want you to be leaders in my kingdom, and this is how you do it, to be a, to be a servant. So, um, 
So anyway, so what was the name of those that lady that makes those boxes then? No, Brooke, what if I she's listening? All right, what if she's listening? Yeah, yeah, she's listening. So anyway, oh, so any, um, I know that we, we, that wasn't, I think it is concrete enough and it's a little difficult to answer, uh, but any parting uh, shots before we uh, wrap up for today, at least anyway, the topic of uh, spiritually leading the home and the perspective on that? Nothing other than just, I think, again, if we're keeping our, if we use Jesus as our measuring stick and mm -hmm. prototype, if you will, then, and, and the attitude of our heart is in the right spot, you know, I think that's what matters at the end of the day. And even if we get it wrong, I think, again, there, I mean, there's grace and there's space to mess up and we just need to learn from that and move on um, and take that with us and just make, help it make us, you know, better people, better spouses, better leaders yeah. across the board. And, I, and my parting thoughts would be, I think, if you look at Christianity, if you really look at the heart of Christianity, it's not upward mobility. It's downward mobility where you're thinking, what can I do to put these other people's needs above my own? And that's asking a lot. But I think that's something that each of us has to ask that question of how can I serve those around me and I serve my family? Uh, and I think that's kind of the journey that all of us needs to be on. And so if you're frustrated that your husband's not leading, you know, take care of your own spirituality, take care of your own, and then begin to, to lead in that way and let him lead in his way and keep praying. I think that's kind of, kind of the thing we want to leave with there. So, well, Tara, thank you always for your time. You're awesome. And thank you for your perspective. And uh, it's a very, uh, Tara's perspective is very educated, very kind, and uh, I, I appreciate it a lot. So thank you for your time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.